Hello and welcome to episode 1161 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Friday, April 7th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Fine. <laughs> just fine? Yeah, just fine, Justin. <laughs> Season's not off to a great start, okay? I know we'll sit around and tell everyone not to overreact, but that's for them. Me, I get to overreact. No, I got I got to practice what I preach. I'm I'm pretty upset that the team is garbage right now, but it's lit it's literally a week, literally, and not even really because not every team's played a full week. But it does suck. It always sucks to get off to a bad start. Um, and even if you get off to a great start and you know, like, oh, this is not going to last at this level, it's still nice, right? It's still nice. just sucks being at the bottom of the standings. But I'm not going to sit here rant and rave the whole time. Baseball is in full swing, and it's good. Um, how are you doing over there? I'm doing well. My teams are having some pitching issues, which is not good. But uh, other than that, like, uh, you know, i got a couple teams in first place, and uh, – the Giants are doing well in murdering my pitchers, which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, when your own team kind of gets you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my team tried to do that with Sale, but then he he rebounded. And frankly, given where I think the Tigers are going to be this year, I was fine with it. You know, they, they can they can lose a game. They they don't have to get any runs off of Chris Sale. Um, he's he's been interesting. We're actually going to talk about a few. Uh, stud starters that are off to slow starts and kind of see where you're at with them. Obviously, we're not making cuts, but, you know, got to figure out if, if you're even concerned or if it's just a two-start blip, things like that. But let's talk a little bit of news notes, and then we'll finish up with the two starts for next week on who we might be picking up because maybe you have to get some of those guys to fix your aforementioned uh, struggling pitching. But let's start with the big news. Francisco Alvarez is going to be called up for the Mets. Uh, Omar Narvaez is hitting the I.L., and the prospect Alvarez is going to be called up. Now, if I recall correctly, he is uh, util only in most formats to start, right? So you yep. can't, you're not getting a catcher right there with Alvarez um, until he qualifies. But this is he's going to get it eventually because Narvaez, this is a two-month-plus injury. This is a calf strain that they're saying eight to nine weeks. Yeah. So this is a big deal. How do you feel about Alvarez? Um, he was drafted in some leagues, but I think he was already starting to be cut too because people realize I can't hold some util-only catcher. So there's going to be some availability here. What do you think of Alvarez uh, over the next couple of months here? I mean, I think he pretty much becomes a top 12 catcher, which means even in one team or one catcher. 12 team leagues like he's now viable like he should be on a roster it may not be your roster depending on which catcher you have in a, in a one catcher league but he should be on somebody's roster i think he's gonna play every day between catching and DHing. uh his bat should have him in the lineup every day which makes him really really interesting and i, I think he could you know be a guy that is a real difference maker in fantasy. I mean, the bat is really, really good. I think the main question for the Mets was, is the defense good enough? Uh, now that doesn't matter because they don't have Navarez. They'll have Nito do a fair amount of the actual catching, and then Alvarez mm-hmm. can split time. Yeah, so Alvarez was not drafted in my main, and if a player's not drafted in your main, they have to debut uh, to be available, but he'll be available for this weekend. So that's a two-catcher 15-team league. Of course, there's viability there 
for Francisco Alvarez. What about your league? Is he available there? Or was he scooped? I'm checking right now if my okay. uh, computer will well, actually do it. While you're checking that, I'm curious. You know, you're saying he should be rostered in uh, even 12 team one catcher types. So obviously, you're interested here. What kind of bid do you think uh, Alvarez is going to go for? Because you mentioned that Nito's going to do most of the catching, which means I think there could be some DH play for Alvarez. Like He's that kind of bat that even if he's not catching, there's going to be opportunities for him to get in the lineup, especially against lefties, because that's going to be an easy fit with, um, uh, with Vogelbach, who's already a platoon guy. So I think against lefties, Alvarez is DHing, and he'll catch against plenty of righties. If he's playing every single day, I mean, that, that could be a big-time bat. I, I still get nervous about uh, catching rookie, rookie catchers, you know, because they get told, hey, focus on the defense. But this bat could be huge. Where are we at in deeper leagues where Alvarez is available? This could be one of the first big uh, big buys out here. Yeah, I think he's going to be. And, and we're talking about another guy who might have been dropped in some of the leagues when he got sent down as well. It's going to be yeah. another big buy. So it's... I mean, I would expect Alvarez to go for triple digits in in, in quite names. a few leagues. Do you think yeah. he'll average triple digits for Francisco Alvarez, or do you think he'll just be several triple digits and then, but no, the I, average I, is under? I mean, we saw last week guys going triple digits that aren't nearly as talented. Yeah. Um, so I, I would expect him to that to be kind of the bottom, like a hundred dollars to be the bottom. Of, you know, uh, you know, there's gonna be one league where somebody gets them yeah. for six bucks because yeah. it always freaking happens. Mm -hmm. But to your point, you know, we saw um, Pierce Johnson going for quite a bit as like a temporary closer. He does have two saves, so they're already getting some some benefit there. Uh, Michael Grove had a only had one triple digit. Never mind. I wish I could get the average. You get the min and max, but I wish we could get the average from this uh, player movement sheet here. Maybe maybe I'll see, talk to Derek and see if maybe they can add that on the, the main event. You can copy it, you know, copy the data, put it in, and and, and get that information. But I think Alvarez is going to be a big buy here too. Um, why don't you give the exact price that you're going to pay for him for your league mates? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm uh, going to yeah. be in on him too because like. In my main, he he is going to be available. Actually, it looks like all of my NFBC leagues uh, that are fab, he's going to be. I available. think all the late leagues too, right? He was. It was clear around mid March that Alvarez was not going to be on the roster, so he mm -hmm. was being drafted a lot less. In fact, uh, the one league that he was drafted in in mine uh, was the TGFBI, and he was cut. Yeah, he was so, drafted in my TGFBI. He was drafted in my Barf League, but he was cut in both as well. So. So now we're going to see big bids on on Alvarez, and um, I, I agree with you. I think the average is going to be triple digits or above. I totally agree with I that. Know, I know, like, in my auction, I won't put a bid on him because I've got Rio Muto and I have uh, Melendez. But in my main event, like, I think I'm dropping Nick Fortes for him. Like, I... I have Nick Fortes in, in TGFBI my... that I could... I mean, Fortes is playing well, though. I, I don't know. I like, and I also have Blake Sable in the main as my second. And like, is Alvarez better? Yeah, probably. But is he triple digits better? Is that that mm -hmm. difference worth it? I don't know. I, I don't know that I think that that that's the case. Um, but I know a lot of teams will, and that's the thing. 
uh, Alvarez is going to be expensive. We'll see where the bids are. Uh, but you should be aggressive with him if you need a catcher. And I agree with Justin that there are some one-catcher formats where you could find Alvarez viable, uh, particularly if you lost a guy mm-hmm. uh, recently. I don't know if there's any other catchers that have, have recently gone down. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Alvarez is going to be a hot, hot pickup this weekend. So could this guy, as you mentioned, because Grayson Rodriguez was a surprise send-down after a bad spring. I guess he fixed himself in those five days. Look, I know team need trumps everything. I'm not even clowning the Orioles for bringing him back up, but it's always tough when they say things like that about, you know, how a guy has to go down and kind of work on some things. And then he's up 12 minutes later and it's like, well, you're paying lip service then. You're full crap because now that a team need arises, he's instantly back. And after a little bit of a shaky first inning, uh, Grayson Rodriguez settled in, looked good. He's going to be available in a lot of leagues. I think he's an easy triple-digit type of guy. What did you think of Grayson Rodriguez's debut? Then we'll get into some potential bid prices. He was really impressive, and it was actually nice to see him go at least five innings. They pulled him right after the fifth, but uh, considering he started off you know, a little bit shaky, like I was afraid that they wouldn't let him go that far because – a lot of the talk has been they're going to manage him in starts. They're going to try Correct. not to shut him down early, but that they're not going to let him go deep into the pitch counts because uh, they're afraid of you know him being overworked. So a uh, nice team go five. It was a tough matchup. The Rangers are a pretty good team, and Degrom was on the Great. other side and uh, got the better of him. So uh, yeah, I like grayson a lot if he's available if he got dropped in your league he didn't get dropped in any of mine unfortunately so i won't have me either to to pick him up but if he was dropped in somebody's in in your league i think he is a top priority pickup i think in shallower formats it made sense to cut him i i don't uh i don't clown the people that did because it did look like he was going to go down for you know a few weeks there and and work on stuff allegedly uh so i understand if you did move move on from him I agree, or not, I don't agree, but um, I'm with you. Not available in any of my leagues, but he is going to be another big-time triple-digit guy out there. How big would you go, though, right? Because it is still a rookie pitcher who is going to be managed in games, like you said, which could cut into the win potential. If you're on a $1,000 budget, are you are you pushing 25 30-plus percent here on Grayson Rodriguez? I don't think so. Like I, I, I think I've come to the conclusion that it's a bad decision to go 25, 30% on anyone. Almost um, any time. Yep. I, I think the the time you do it is if you are in July, you really know where your standings are at. Um, and, uh, and you've been saving your money, right? And that, you know, Hey, oh, I've still got 800 bucks left. Now I'm going to go 300. I'm going to make sure I get the guy that's really going to help me propel me over the top doing it so early just hamstrings you like i mean even even like last week like i put a 50 dollar bid in on will smith which is more than i really wanted to spend but he got a save late well jose clerk got the next save and now i'm like oh no and and will smith came in in like the sixth inning. Seven, seventh inning. yeah, yeah. That, well that was never going to be just his job though right you knew that yeah i know it just you know was that just oh we're just giving the the vet the first one and then we'll go back to the guy that you know is actually the dude so now i'm worried that like he's i mean not 50 bucks though 50 bucks for a handful of saves i think is fine on a one thousand dollar budget if people were spending triple digits on will smith i think that they made a mistake just flat out like i, I don't think that um that that they should have been doing that because i 
Leclerc's not out. There's, there's, he's not out there. That's a split job right there. And I still think Leclerc is probably at least like a 65-35 advantage. Um, unless they start facing a bunch of teams with a lot of mid middle of the lineup lefties that uh, that uh, Will Smith can get saves against. So I don't think he made a bad bid there or anything. Yeah, I know. I just I wanted a full on closer, fifty bucks. I didn't want a half closer or a third closer. If he was um, a full on closer, he would have been triple digits, and you know it. Yeah, I know, but I wanted. Let's talk, let's talk about Michael Harris. He did leave the game as a precautionary measure on Thursday. I want to say I uh, bumped into the wall. That was a hell of a game, by the way. I don't know if you watched that uh, yeah, Braves Padres game. It was a good game, and it should be a fun series. I, I like these. Uh, playoff contender early season series that can be a lot of fun i remember dodgers padres have played some recently too in like april may of recent years this this looks like it could be a good one this weekend too but um harris left not supposed to be a huge issue but it is a back makes me a little bit nervous um not making any moves based off of it unless he goes on the il but i did want to use it as a reason to bring up sam hilliard who, when I was talking to Eric Longenhagen, uh, he had brought up Sam Hilliard. And if there is an avenue for Hilliard to get more PT, whether Harris goes on the IL or not, which, again, right now, they're saying precautionary, not a big deal. They're, they're saying all the right things. But if he picks up some left field starts uh, over Rosario, maybe gets some DH starts over Ozuna, I do wonder if Hilliard can actually find something, right? Usually a guy gets out of the coolers and you're like, well, that sucks because I wish he had that stadium to protect him. But when it comes to a younger guy, um, and he's, he's 29 now, he's not really young, but he was a prospect with them. I'm almost happier when they leave Colorado because they're so inept at developing guys that I'm like, oh, let's see if a team that knows how to develop guys can do something here. He's still a strikeout machine, and that's the biggest issue with Hilliard. And unless we see something advancing there, I don't know that it's going to uh, merit much potential but he's somebody i'm keeping on the watch list particularly if anything grows here with it with the harris back injury uh, but i wonder if you think that hilliard is a worthy deeply watch list guy right now probably not i Boo. like it's interesting because like he's still striking out right now at a 40 percent clip it's only two games like i'm not he's, like i'm not yeah, it's, Two for five. Uh, but it, like what he's done so far in this season, again, only five plate appearances, is he's been passive. Like he's gotten caught with some lookings um, as opposed to, you know, having a massive swinging strike rate. So I guess that's like a good sign that like, hey, it's, it's not like he's being overly aggressive and that's the reason he's striking out. But I mean, obviously we need to see more. I just don't know. Unless Michael Harris is hurt. If Michael Harris is hurt, then he's going to get playing time. And I think deeper leagues that make sense because mm -hmm. anybody with a pulse, you're, you're, you know, you're happy to have. Especially um, on that team. Yeah. I mean, the hard part on a team like that, though, is you're never going to bat higher than like seventh. Um, yeah, but that's fine because it's a good team. So batting seventh on an excellent team is like batting fifth on a, on a crappy team. Or the fifth yeah. on a crappy team. Um, okay, so you're not in on Sam Hilliard. That's fine. I'm keeping him watch listed. Obviously, if anything grows here with Harris, I hope it doesn't, by the way. I want Harris to be healthy and, and great. Uh, even though I was fading him this year, I, I've still actually root for him. I, I wouldn't mind taking an L on that one just because he's such a fun player. But I just wasn't ready to pay full price on Michael Harris. Um, Sean Murphy is a platoon catcher. Is Have he? you noticed this? No, I He's haven't. only playing against lefties. Uh, Go look at the roster resource. 
That that's not good. What is up with that? Travis Darno playing every day, DH or catcher, and Murphy only catching against lefties and not getting to fill in at DH or anything on those off days. Uh, that's Ozuna playing DH. Yeah, that's that's not good. That remember last year he was the plate appearance god Murphy was, mm, and this, we knew that this that year was Travis Darno is like that's. Crazy. Apparently, we knew it was going to come down coming from Oakland to Atlanta, right? Just because Darno was there, they weren't going to run Murphy into the ground. I don't think anybody, in fact, I'm certain that nobody saw this coming. Is this just some early season, uh, you know, uh, weird situation? Or is this an issue with Murphy? And would you dare cut Murphy in a 10 or 12 team for Francisco Alvarez? Um... Ooh. I think we need a little bit more data, but I think I might like I if this if we get to Sunday and this is still the case. Let's see who they've got this weekend. Um, to see real quick. This weekend they are facing they're still facing the Padres. I'm trying to think of who the Padres would even have as I bring up the projected starters. Do they have any other lefties besides? Snell, who they already faced. Um, uh, let's see here. Don't think so. Padres, Braves, pardon me. Uh, Martinez, Nick Martinez oh, this week. Oh, three righties this weekend. And if he does not start any of those games, Sean Murphy, it he seems will. insane if to he, cut him. I bet you he starts every other game. Um, even, you know, like. That's still horrible. Yeah. Which means that's only one start then. He'd be off today, start Saturday, off Sunday to keep his every other because he started yesterday against Snell. Sean Murphy did. So if he only starts one of those three games, I wouldn't have a problem necessarily dropping him. I I don't want to, but like. That feels crazy, but I'm not not necessarily disagreeing with you. If you're in a one catcher 12 team league, yeah, I I don't have a problem moving on. Like that's. That's frightening. Like, you know, for, for those of us who play in, like, two-catcher formats, like, you know, 15-team two-catcher formats, um, you know, I'm just, like, for some reason, my mind is just going straight to Nick Pollock, who was in tout with me and was so excited to get Sean Murphy um, for, like, an affordable price. Understandably, like, yeah. Like, yeah, he got him for, like, under market value. Um, like, you've got to just be so annoyed that that they traded for this guy like listen here here's the real and uh, it's so it's ozuna and eddie rosario playing over him like well and and darno who's not no but darno isn't like great defensive catcher they're not playing the same position when they're playing or you know like it's not like he like when when Murphy's not catching, Darno's the one playing DH. They're playing Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario over Sean Murphy. Uh, well, Darno is catching against righties. Yeah, but and they're both right-handers, by when, the way. When but when Sean Murphy isn't catching, the people that they're playing over him at DH are Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario. Ed Rizarro hitting like my daughter's body weight. Um, and uh, Marcelo Zuna, who is awful and can't play defense. Like, 
Like, I, Eddie, I, Eddie Rosario's batting average is fine. Your daughter does not weigh 286 pounds. Um, he's he, his ISO might be more her oh, weight. Okay. Oh, 71. That would have been a that would have been a better way. He, he must he have gotten a, like, got a couple average. hits yesterday or something like. Yeah, that. well, that's the thing. If you saw a batting average on Wednesday, you know it can completely reverse. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, we're belaboring it at this point, so I apologize. But I'm just I'm stunned by this with Murphy. I, I'm reluctant to make a move. Especially because, like I said, I, I am nervous about rookie catchers. So I don't think I would do the Alvarez for Murphy thing right now. But, man, if you're in a 10 or 12 teamer, I, I understand the temptation if it's a one-catcher league. This dude's only playing half the time, and I don't get it. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about some slow-starting studs, and let's see if you have any concern about them. There was a little pocket of anti-Burns sentiment in the market in March. A few different people just saying, he's not my number one. I'm not as keen on him. I want to say Nick's uh, PLV system yep. wasn't a fan. Um, a couple other people that just were, they weren't anti out saying that it was their big talking point of the year, but they were just like, eh, I'm not as keen on him. He's my four or whatever. You know, still putting him top five, but not so keen on Corbin Burns. Two starts in, Anybody with some anti-sentiment looking pretty good. He has a 964 ERA, a 171 whip, 6% swinging strike rate, by the way. 13% K rate, 11% walk rate. Bunch of numbers added all up. It's been bad. Are you at all concerned about two bad starts from Corbin Burns? Or is it two bad starts and we're fine? I mean, yeah, I think you have to be concerned. Like, this is... His velocity is down. It's not like down a tremendous amount, but it's enough. The weird part is his slider velocity is actually up. So I wonder if that's like, um, like mislabeling of pitches or if that's an or, actual thing. Because if the difference between his fastball and slider is so, you know, the fastball being down, slider being up, like if they're looking, you know, much closer to being the same pitch. Early since or also like that. Another potential issue with the slider velo being up is that cutting into the break. Yeah. So it's like you know we see velo up on things and it's generally a good a good thing, but mostly with fastballs. But on a breaking pitch, that can cut into the break and make it less effective. It's if it's a straighter slider, you don't want that. Yeah. So. I do a two-start pitcher article uh, now for Fantasy Pros, uh, and I did it last night. I was up till 3 o'clock in the morning finishing uh, that uh, article. And, you know, I, I break things into tiers, like must-start. I don't even write about them, right? Because they're a yeah, must-start. Yeah. In fact, that's what we – we're, we do two steps here on, on the Friday show, and, like, I don't even put Zach Gallon on there. What am I yeah. going to say? Guys, you should start Zach Gallon. Well, actually, I have Zach Gallon as, as a, not a must-start. Um, uh, but I also have Corbin Burns as not a must-start. Because there are 10-team leagues where you might not, you know, like... No. In what universe are you not starting Zach every Gallon? every starting pitcher this week was like a, like a fucking... Uh, I don't know. I'm Zach concerned. Gallon has Milwaukee and at Miami. You're insane. I, I put them in the should start here, which is like okay. you, should, anyway. you should start them. Uh, Burns um, has a two-step this week? He does. Um, oh, yeah. At Arizona, at San Diego. Okay, so 10 team. Do you dare sit Corbin Burns? I I don't have 
the balls too. I don't think it's balls. I think it's uh, lack of brain power. I think it's. I think it'd be so stupid. I think it'd be so stupid to sit him after two starts. I'm sorry. Like, yes, there's there's a bunch of negatives in the profile right now, but you would. We do this. We we do this talking point a lot, but it it is apt. If these were two bad starts in June, you would not react. You yeah. would notice it because it's your ace. You'd be like, ah, my ace just had two shitty starts. You wouldn't do a damn thing about it, though. No, I don't. And I, I don't think we should be just because they're the first two starts of the season. Yes, but it's definitely one of those things that I'm really watching these starts. Uh, right? That like, I'm fine with, but know, I'm not Gall- taking Corbin Burns out of my life. Gallon is the same way, right? Like he's been working with reduced velocity. The results haven't been very good because of it. Um, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm I'm still starting him. Like he's still going into my lineup this week. Yeah, but like. I don't feel as good about it as I did when I clicked that button to draft him. Yeah, I should have put Gallon on this uh, uh, list here, so we'll just add him in there since we did talk about him. But yeah, um, you know, same type of deal here where you're seeing a bunch. Now, with Gallon, I'm even less concerned, though, because while Burns did get the Mets, which is always tough, the first one was at the Cubs, and they just kind of got him the last two years, right? Opening day. The Cubs have beaten him up two years in a row now. And then the one against the Mets, the Mets are great. So that's okay. With Gallon, it's been trips to San Diego and the Dodgers. I'm giving him like a complete free pass on that. I'm just not that worried. And you, you do have to be careful balancing like never being critical about your stud players uh, in the face of struggles. But unlike with Burns... I got an 11% swing strike rate, which is actually up from last year. Um, you say it's working with reduced velo. It's 0.3 miles an hour. It's nothing. That's nothing to me, right? Um, on, on the fastball, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing 96, right, uh, I, excuse me, 93.9 to 93.6. Yeah, I'm so not I too worried it, about it's that. It's not as reduced. As, it was like 91 at the the end of spring training all of a sudden okay but he's back he's back where gallon needs to be the homers are up a bit and those are two devastating matchups uh the padres and the dodgers so gallon i have even less concern about and i I paid less for him than i did burns but i have even less concern because i'm it's tough matchups i'm just not that worried burns there's there's a lot of ugly ugliness in the profile right now but again, what are you going to do? Sit them? And I'm just not. At Arizona, at yeah. San Diego, not a super easy slate there. I don't uh, know. You know I, it's so hard to sit a guy that you you may have taken in the first can. or second round. Um, yeah, I don't know that you can. I just don't like, think you can. I, I think it would be a really, really bad play. Yeah. I mean, I think and even, even this is why he was in the should start here for me. It was just. You know, like I'm he saying, been like in the must start. Don't even <clears throat> open the door about sitting. It was such a hard week burns. to. I mean, there was like twelve guys in the must starts. Like it was like yeah, that, there's a lot. We don't have as big of a we don't have as big of a list, but we do need to get moving here so we can get all these two steps here. Um, Lance Lynn, your boy, or a, a show favorite for years, but a guy that you definitely uh, love to roster for good reason. Struggling a little bit, and your own team doing that to you. Can you believe that? Your own Giants <laughs> this is, pummeling him. This is uh, he was, so frustrating. Oh, my he God. He was okay at Houston. You know, the four walks were uncharacteristic, but you're like, ah, two runs and five and two-thirds, six Ks. I can live with that. But then your own Giants just 
pummeled him. By the way, um, they also pummeled Kopech, who mm-hmm, we talked about exactly. on the last show. I liked the uh, draft cheats uh, yeah. t- tweets about that, saying that he was listening to that, knowing what was coming with the Kopech, knowing that we were just going to continue to get increasingly angrier. But eight earned in four and a third, three homers, and three more walks. With Lynn, that's seven walks now in 10 innings. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me, even more so than the homers. Um, what's up with your boy Lynn? He closed brilliantly last year, but he is 36. Are we starting to worry about Lance Lynn at all? I'm a little worried. Again, the velocity was reduced, and then the results were not good. Um, oh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is a little bit troubling for me. I don't know that there's anything you can do about it at the moment. You're not dropping. He's a one in. start at yeah. Minnesota next week. I don't. I, I. I'm probably still rolling with him. I'm starting uh, him everywhere still. With yeah. Lanslin. I. You know, like I, I can't imagine there's a league where my pitching is strong enough where I'm going. Oh, Lancelin's going to my bench. Um, maybe in a ten team league, like if you like a ten team weekly league where, you know, your the rest of your roster, you know, has really good starts. Like I, I had a league this, uh, this last week where I went. Oh man, I've got to leave like somebody good somebody that i really like on the bench and i had a really Must tough be nice. time uh, can't tough relate time. yeah tough time figuring that one out but uh i can't imagine i'm 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 benching lance Lynn. I'm, but i am i am watching to see where that velocity is and what the command looks like yeah i i think we're on a wait and see or or a monitor situation with lynn but again it I think it really boils down to one really bad start again. The Houston one, I'm not that that's fine going into Houston and kind of surviving. The Giants walloped him. Uh the your Giants really just took off this week and really started blasting homers left and right in Chicago. They got seven hundred and twelve off of Kopech and another three off of uh um uh, off of Lynn here. The wind was blowing out at ten miles an hour to left field. And let's see here. Um, well, it wasn't a bunch. I was gonna say it wasn't a bunch of righties that hit homers. It was actually a mix, righties and lefties. So everyone was just hitting them. I don't know if they were Oppo tacos or not, but it was actually three lefties and two righties that hit the homers. Not not all against um, uh, Lynn. He didn't give up five homers, but then Ruiz and Hanser Alberto. That yes, that Hanser Alberto came in and gave up four runs, uh, including a homer as well. Uh, what about Blake Snell? It's kind of same old same old yesterday watching Blake Snell love Blake always rooting for him but couldn't get couldn't get deep in the game pitches ran up he had uh, 88 pitches through three and two-thirds four walks only one walk in the debut against Colorado but that's Colorado and even in that start 93 pitches in four and a third so here we are again two starts in hasn't reached five is this same old same old with Blake and if so, are you concerned as we see five walks in eight innings so far? I think it is kind of same old, same old. The velocity is fine. Um, he's just a guy that sometimes loses feel for his pitches and starts walking too many guys and that gets him in trouble. And But they'll come out and have a start next week where he completely shuts someone down for six yep. innings. Um I just I, I I think this is what you get for drafting Blake Snell. One of the reasons I didn't draft Blake Snell was this issue and then the injury issues. Uh, and so, yeah, I think I think he is who he is. Uh, and trip to the Mets next week. What do you think about that for Snell? I mean, it's a little bit scary because the Mets can be a little bit scary, but like the Mets aren't like 
like destroying people right now. So, um, I think I probably roll with it in most formats. They destroyed Corbin Burns, though, who you're not even starting in any league format. Yeah. You said in 15 team you would cut Burns. That was crazy when you said that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, so glad. Like, you know, I almost took Corbin Burns with my first pick in the main event, and then he almost made it to me in the second round. Uh, and I, I'm just so glad. Like, I don't have that bum on my roster. Last. Like last week for anybody who can't yes, read yes. our <laughs> We uh but the last week of things, you know, going into drafts, I had I put Cole one and that's who I would have taken if I didn't take Tucker. So mm-hmm. I would have been I would have avoided the burns trap there because uh, Cole was available. Um with Snell, you know what? He, I, I found him to be expensive at drafts. Yeah. There was a lot of love for him. He was a top 100, 92nd overall ADP in the main events, the 53 drafts for the main event. I thought that was actually pretty pricey. That kind of surprised me, and that's why I don't have any Snell, because I agree with you that you said this is pretty much this is what you get with him, That you know, the, these first two starts without uh, five innings. I can't really be ex- uh, that surprised by it. why was he going that high though. I, think I felt like I was missing something with him when I kept seeing him go that high. It it partially was that projection systems were still giving him like 160, 100, you know, 155, 160 innings, in spite of the fact he has not thrown 130 innings in like the last three seasons. He's only um, done it once, the Cy and, Young season. And so people were adding that in with the fact that he finished last year with a 218 ERA. He finished beautifully. Um, But like, I, I, I think it's a little bit of wish casting, like where you're going, Oh, this is the year. This is the year. He like, he does what he did in the second half and he throws all the innings. Maybe he does one of those two things, but he's not doing both. And honestly, like I'm not going to project him to do like either or like I, I'm going to project him to throw 130 innings and I'm going to project him to kind of have up and down, you know, spurts as he always does. And so mm-hmm. I was out on Blake Snell because of my projection. Um, and it feels like a pretty good projection at this point. And we're two yeah, starts I mean, I, in and maybe I'll look stupid in a month, but uh, <laughs> I had him as a top 40 pitcher. Um, but this you know, he was going as the 37th pitcher overall, not starter. I, I am a top 40 starter, I should say. Um, and fan, uh, excuse me, uh, NFBC ranks all the pitchers together, and I don't have time to cut out all the start all the relievers. So he was the 37th pitcher going around Clay Holmes, Kenley Jansen, Camilo Duvall. So whatever closers they are, if that if they're like the 10th, 11th, and 12th closers, I don't know. You could remove like 12 guys, and then that would put him. 25th but he was he was a top 30 drafted starter Blake Snell was and while I do like him I didn't like him that much in the market liked him more now I did like this guy though and so far not so good for the boy Chris Sale uh now it was looking really bad to start the Tigers start after uh the disaster against Baltimore I was like here we go again Thankfully, he settled down, ended up getting the win, five innings, three runs, seven Ks against the Tigers. You definitely want a better outing, but it's hard to get too upset about seven strikeouts and a win. You can't really complain too much there, um, even though you didn't even get some sparkling ERA with it. Where do you stand on sale? Because if I recall correctly, you were also in on him coming into the year. And uh, so far, 
pr- pretty modest right now. Are, are we concerned about sale or are we feeling okay because the strikeouts have still been there? I'm feeling okay. Like I, I saw some people out in the industry who were like, he's washed, he's broken, you should drop him. Like, I, no, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, I think he, you know, this is some tough starts, but I think he'll end up being fine. Like, I don't, I don't think he's gonna, you know, if someone is willing to like sell, like, sell low on him, like, I'm gonna, one of the other articles I'm doing, Fantasy Pros, is like a buy low, sell high type of article chris sale will be on that next article um, 369 so. sierra so far skill interactive era just getting to those core skills to the 1125 era because he has a 31 percent k rate it does it is a 12 percent walk rate which is definitely super high but a 14 percent swinging strike rate i don't think call me crazy i don't think the 4.5 homer nine and 57 percent homer to fly ball rates are going to stick i think those are going to come down i think it's 61 percent left three, on base rate 368 babbitt you think that's going to come down too like <sighs> call me insane i'm listen i'm out here on a, on a limb i think that's going to come down yeah i mean I, he's got like a below career norm zone contact he's still getting you know, swings and misses, like with a 14% swinging strike rate. Like, I don't yeah. think this is gonna be who he is. Like, it, it was a, it was a first, it was a really bad first start for Sale, and he's gonna take some time to work that off. He allowed three homers and seven earned against Baltimore. So the fact that he was just okay against Detroit wasn't enough to bring it down much. If he's just okay in his next outing, that still won't be enough. He needs a few sparkling outings to really get back on track. Now those might not come, but I'm not. I'm not moving a muscle here. He's at Tampa Bay. Sales easily in the lineup. Even though Tampa Bay is great, I'm not. I'm not doing anything here. I'm. I'm sticking with Sale through and yeah, through. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's continue on then and talk some two steps. Um, Grayson Rodriguez. We talked about him earlier. He and Kyle Gibson get Oakland and at the White Sox. Obviously, two different players here as far as expectations. Uh, Grayson, obviously, if you pick him up, you're starting him. What if you already have him? Are you starting him at Oakland or excuse me, home to Oakland and at the White Sox? I mean, if you can't start someone against Oakland, that's the thing. Then I, that's all you have to like, say right there. I know, like we used to say a lot of like, if you can't start him in a two step, you shouldn't have him on your team. I don't think that is actually true. I, I tend to agree with that for the most part. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. But if you can't start him on a two step when Oakland's one of the starts, I don't care if it's at Rockies against the Dodgers. Like, you can't, you can't roster him. Like, it's just yeah. I, the 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 principle of if you can't start him in a two step, why is he on your roster? The only real exceptions to that are, would be like at Michael Dodgers Kopech. at Rockies, oh. <laughs> yeah, Kopech. Mm-hmm. But no, like it has to be two pretty devastating starts. Otherwise, what again? Why are they on your roster? Yeah, right. So I I do think that that's a principle that should kind of drive where you're at. And then you can make your exceptions from there. But generally speaking, that should be your thinking. What about our boy, Kyle Gibson? He is a, uh, he is a streamer and I want to say he's off to a pretty good start. Um, yeah, 450 ERA, 108 whip so far. And he gets the Oakland start as well. Is he, in, is, is that enough to get you in on a two-step for him with the trip to the White Sox looming on the weekend? Yeah. I mean, especially because both of his starts have been on the road. So he hasn't even gotten like the comfy confines of Camden, which is still to mm-hmm. me, even two years later, like still just a weird thing to say. Feels so uh, crazy to say after we grew up with that yeah. place being terrified. Even if they sucked, even if the O's sucked, you did not want your pitchers going in there, especially in the summer. And now you're like, sweet. Yeah. So yeah okay, we're, we're starting Grayson and Gibson. I think I am, yeah. 
10-teamer for Gibson streamer or just 12s and above? I think 12s and above. I think Me too. 10, 10 Me too. especially because like that the Chicago start though. I mean, Chicago's tough. already banged up. No Eloy right now. Like <laughs> We didn't talk about that. You can take your victory lap if you want, but I will throw Jared Kelnick right back in your face if you do. So you should wait. You no, I'm just bombed. I, I actually I, I drafted uh, Eloy in my last draft of the year. Like I was like, look, I knew there, that that was the case. risk. Yeah. I, I knew that that's the risk. My whole thing is if he stays healthy, I think he's a stud. He just can't stay healthy. Hopefully this is a small blip. It doesn't seem to be like a major injury, and he gets back and kills it. But, man, already injured. So frustrating with Eloy. Uh, let's talk Nick Pavetta. His first start went uh, okay. Five innings, six strikeouts, three three runs. Only one of them earned, though. And he gets a two-step where he's going to go to Tampa Bay and home to the Angels. That's not easy um, after his, his start against Pittsburgh. He's still allowed two homers to them. What do you do when Nick Pavetta starting or sitting him? <laughs> or excuse me picking him up or not because you shouldn't really have him on your roster this is a a pickup stream or nothing as far as i'm, I'm not concerned. picking him up like what he did in his first start against pittsburgh was walk people and give up home runs it's like that is like prime nick pavetta like I quintessential just, yeah, yeah pavetta yeah, I'm not. I'm not not playing that game. Yep, not not even like maybe AL only, and that's obviously yeah. such a deep league that that's totally different. Any two start uh, is viable in AL only. I just yeah. yeah, exactly. Drew Smiley gets Seattle and a trip to the Dodgers. I think the trip to the Dodgers is uh, uh, eliminating enough, but I don't even think I would want the Seattle start. With no, he has not look, right now. He did not look good in his first start. Like I, no, I do not want Drew easy Smiley. pass. Then yeah, yeah. Um, Herman Marquez. Nope. One of them's at okay. home. Nope. Okay. I'm with you. I just wanted to bring it up. St. Louis and at Seattle. And like uh, the, two go. good teams as well. Like, yep. Yep. No, I, I, I can't. I simply cannot start him at home. I just, I refuse to do it. Um, he's had some success there at different times. Doesn't matter. And he survived the at San Diego at the Dodgers. The Dodgers beat him up a bit, but he was so good at San Diego that his numbers look fine right now. Don't fall into the Marquez trap and starting him at home. I agree. Matt Manning gets tripped to Toronto and then uh, hosts the Giants, who are apparently the greatest offense in the world. Uh, Manning did some things last year that looked pretty good and had a good start so far this year. I'm still bought in on him. This is a difficult two-step though. He went into Houston and looked sharp, is at Toronto and home to San Francisco, something that you would take a shot on Matt Manning for in 15 teamers. It's tough, but yes, I think I would. I, I streamed him in tout kind of on accident. He was my backup bid um, and, uh, and I didn't get any of my other bids. And so like I got him for free in that, and in tout, they have a rule where you have to start the guy if you pick him up. So yeah. I had to start him at Houston, and he was good. And you survived, yeah. And I survived looked... that. I was like, okay. Um, so he yeah, looked sharp. I think there are some scenarios in which you could start him, but I think I think fifteen team league is the, like you shouldn't pick him up at a twelve. I agree. Uh, Batman fifteen team or AL only. It's it's deeper leagues, but I agree. I'm glad you brought it up the way you had to start Matt Manning because that's what I would be right now, which is he's in my list. He's not at the top of my list, but if I don't get my first few choices and I quote unquote get stuck with him or just, you know, wind up with Matt Manning, I'm okay with that. I would probably take this shot here. Um, it could blow up, right? There's high risk here at Toronto and home to San Francisco, but I like Matt Manning. He's still a pre premium prospect. And this could, here's the thing too. You pick him up this week. 
And even if you don't want to start him, right? If you have the luxury where you can pick him up and just bench him. Because if Matt Manning pops off this week, his price next week would be through the roof. So I think you jump him right now if you do like him at all, even if you're not looking to start him. You know who's looked pretty decent so far is Zach Granke. And the, the ageless wonder just keeps getting it done. He's got a 238 ERA, but a 132 whip. Um, he's not walking anybody, not giving up any homers. That's kind of the uh, the Zach Granke thing right now. Minnesota and Toronto, he handled them both at home. He goes to Texas and hosts Atlanta. That is not an easy two-step. Where do you stand on Zach Granke? You picking him up in 15-teamers. There's just so little upside uh, for the downside. Like I just can't do it. He's going to hit 3,000 strikeouts this year, as long as he's is, healthy. Is he, though? Because he still needs a decent number, right? If he's, he, he needs 110. He had 73 last year, Justin. He's not guaranteed to get it this year unless he pitches, like, a ton of innings. He only threw 137 innings. I'm saying if he stays healthy and throws, you know, 180 innings, I think he gets there. If he if he keeps a six something rate, which is what he's at right now, six point four, he was at four point eight Ks per nine last year. But yeah, I, I hope he gets it. Um, Granky, so fun to root for, but I can't take this shot here at Texas and home to Atlanta is very difficult. Uh, what about Wade Miley? He stood tall in his debut. I want to say it was against the Mets, um, and it was somebody where it's like. I like him as a streamer. I think I even said in my SP chart, I like him as a streamer, but this matchup scares me. And he goes out and throws six scoreless, five walk or five strikeouts, no, excuse me, five hits, no walks, three strikeouts. He gets trips to Arizona and San Diego next week. Pretty scary, but is Miley somebody who interests uh, you as a pickup in deeper formats? Oh, uh, I think these matchups are tough enough where I probably don't want to mess with it. Um, I think that's fair. But I understand, like, going, okay, this is the best two-start guy that might be available in my 15-team league. He's in my list, right? Again, yeah. he's, he's probably below Manning, and if it gets down there and I get Miley, I'm like, okay, fine. Because, spoiler and again, alert, a lot of the rest of these guys are not going to be exactly. worthy. And I think Miley's another one where maybe I don't start him, though. But, it, but if he goes and handles this two-step, the price would be through the roof. And Miley's a pretty damn good pitcher. Like, if you look at it recently, outside of the, the COVID year, he's been really good since 2018. Um, he had a 565 ERA in 14 innings. Like that, that's a com- 2020 is a complete throwaway if you played the whole year, let alone if you played partial. So since 2018, including the the 2020 season 462 innings of a 350 era and a 132 whip so he'll hurt your whip but give you a good era this is wade miley so again even if you don't want to start him here maybe you pick him up now so that you get him on the cheap in case he pops off and then becomes a big streamer that everyone starts talking about uh what about kenta maeda home to home to the white Sox and at the yankees uh, no. Uh, after Maeda leaving with an injury, I want to see him pitch before I throw him back in my lineup. Like, I know they said That's it was fair. just fatigue, but uh, this is a guy who, like, didn't throw last year because of coming off of Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I'm scared of those guys to begin with. He leaves with an issue, uh, you know, some sort of issue that looked like an arm issue. Um, and then they said it's just fatigue. He's fine. I, I'm. These are two tough matchups, too. Like, I'm not, I'm not messing with this. Yeah, the matchups make it scary. He was great at Miami, but I'm also scared of Kenta Maeda. Johnny Brito looks like he's coming back, ready to go at Cleveland and home to Minnesota. Had a beautiful MLB debut. Is that enough to jump you to get you on the uh, Johnny Brito train? 
this is frustrating because like all the people like who like spent their money to like pick him up like i was like ha, this is what you get for spending hundreds of dollars on a guy well, we a- knew he was gonna come back though we didn't it was the fifth he wasn't gonna come back this quickly no it was the whole like they don't need a fifth starter thing right yeah but uh, he's supposed to stay down for what, 10 or 15 days he didn't come close to that what so. they because there's always a way around that shit. I know. Anytime someone, you know, gets hurt or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm starting him. If he's on my team right now, then he is he is uh, going into my lineup. And if he got yeah, get- dropped in a league where, you know, someone... I'm sure he did. Yeah, then he, I think, is a, a really, really interesting physical. He was very, uh, he was very, very impressive against my Giants. Um, Johnny Brito looked great in his debut, got optioned out because they said that they don't need the uh, fifth starter, and now he's penciled in for a two-step here. It's not guaranteed, by the way. He's not called back up yet, but that is where it's looking right now that he would start on Tuesday and Sunday. So stay tuned over the weekend to make sure, but looks like Johnny Brito should be coming back up, should be getting a two-step, and I'm pretty intrigued by it. Uh, J.P. Sears for Oakland gets Balt at Baltimore and home to the Mets. At least going to Baltimore is not bad, as we were mentioning earlier. But the Mets is tough. It's J.P. Sears. I don't know if you're getting a win. I'm kind of intrigued by Muller, Sears, and Waldachuk. They're three lefties. But I don't think enough to take this plunge here with Sears. What do you think? I just don't know he's going to go deep enough into the game that he's going to qualify for a win. And yeah, I mean, he got three strike or it was five he strikeouts did. and four. In yeah. Third, in his first so. game, but 8% swinging strike rate in 70 yeah. innings last year, which it didn't correspond with his minor league numbers. In fact, I, I like Sears and I was kind of gassing him up when the, that trade happened, uh, thinking that maybe he could bring some of his minor league swing and miss. And if this first start is indicative, it was a 12% swinging strike rate. That would be great. But he also gave up 15.4 hits per nine and a one yeah. nine homer nine in those four and two thirds. So there were some positives and some negatives in that first start. This two step includes the Mets. And while they are not destroying everyone, that's enough to scare me. Uh, because he also has to face Scherzer. So even if you think that the Mets offense is somewhat gettable, I still don't see a win for Sears there. And I don't really see a win in Baltimore. So what am I really yeah. getting? Eight in innings, that- seven strikeouts, and mediocre to poor ratios? Maybe good ratios at best? I don't know. I can't yeah. do it. I need yeah. to see more from him. I lo- I do like him, but I think he's more of a long-term play than, than using him. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping tabs on Muller, Waldachuk, Sears, all three of those lefties, but I'm not really picking up Sears right now. I don't think that there's too much upside there. Matt Strom uh, gets Miami and a trip to Cincy. That trip to Cincy makes it pretty scary. Uh, he did get a – he had a decent outing, but he only threw – oh, no, he, he did throw five. That's right. He threw five innings of one-hit ball, one walk, four strikeouts – no, no, no. Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. These, he had are, a relief out. Yeah, he had a relief out. Okay. Of there, so. I'm not going crazy. It was he's, a four-inning start. Yeah, he's he's not going deep enough in the game to qualify for a win, which eliminates him for yep. me. Okay. Then we don't, we don't have to go further on that. If, I agree. If he if stretches it, out. He stretches. Like, yeah, then I'll, I'll start getting interested because I've always been a big, strong guy. Yep. But until he does, like, I can't. I'm not, not messing with it. I fully concur on that. Ronzi Contreras, Houston and at St. Louis. No way. Guy we all like, but that is such a difficult two-step. And again, go to the back to the JP Sears thing. What kind of win can you even expect? You can't. I can't do this with Contreras. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's I think better than people give them credit for. But uh, you've I, been on that even before the season started. Yeah. But you're still not projecting a win in either of those no, outings, absolutely right? Absolutely not. And I mean, I I have questions about Ronzi Contreras and you know his 
you know, propensity to walk guys and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can have command issues at times too. So like you add in that with going up against Houston and St. Louis and I'm out. Yeah. Two Cardinals are getting uh, trips to Colorado, and then they get Pittsburgh. Stephen Matz and Miles Michaelis at Colorado, home to Pittsburgh. I was going to bring up Michaelis and the struggling studs, too. He's not quite a stud, but he's like a mid-tier guy that was getting drafted everywhere. Um, but he's off to a rough start. And that's your boy Matz as well, but it's a trip to Colorado. Does that eliminate both of them, or does the Pittsburgh start at home bring you back on either or both? It's hard because both of them are kind of ground ball guys, so maybe they can survive cores, but I, I I think I'm still tentative to want to start either of them there, so probably not, but I would can you, see the argument. Would you pick either up, um, like let's say Miles Michaelis was cut somewhere. Yes, I would. Would you pick either up and bench them, the mm-hmm. way we were talking about with like Miley and Manning? Okay. Yeah, I think I might, yeah. Uh, so anybody with an M name, Miley, Manning, Manning Matts, yes. Michaelis, you're picking them up. Absolutely. <laughs> Even if you're not starting them. Yep. But yeah, I also, I wouldn't start Matts or Michaelis here with the at Colorado. That's scary enough that the Pittsburgh start does not counterbalance it enough for me. Um, I doubt you're starting Josh Fleming against Boston and at Toronto, right? Absolutely not. Go deeper on that. Your boy Heaney got smoked. And I don't want to make too much out of one start, but usually when he gets trounced like that, something is wrong. So it does scare me. Seven runs and two and two thirds with a couple homers. Um, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill. I'm just nervous. Gets KC and then a trip to Houston. Trip to Houston isn't as scary as we would think because the second half of their lineup is pretty crummy right now with the injuries. But are you taking the plunge with your boy Andrew Heaney right now? Yeah, I want to give myself a little pat on the back for not drafting Andrew Heaney on every team this year. Uh, I've learned my lesson. I still believe in the guy and think the skills are there for him to be a really good pitcher, but I just, I, I knew it was a mistake. Um, you, you didn't just want 80 innings of, of yeah. quality starting this time. Yeah. That being said, like, I'm not like bearing anybody after one bad start. So like, I'm not bearing yeah. Andrew Heaney because he had a bad start in Baltimore. I am kind of bearing him because this is who he is. And, um, and he did, this at the end of spring or all throughout spring training too he was giving up bombs left and right so um yeah that is his favorite thing to do is give up homers yeah so uh no i'm not starting him for this to start what about going back to the our m guys about picking him up and holding him would you do that with heaney where he's available 10s and 12s you're not even picking him up to stash him. Okay, so you really have you are a recovering Heaney Holic yeah. here, and you really are committing to the program, and I respect that. I just like the hard part with a guy like that is like I don't know when I would feel comfortable starting him. Like it's yeah, just- and I do think that this qualifies where if you can't start him home to KC and at Houston, even though Houston is difficult, but again, they're not super scary. If you can't start him here. When are you really going to feel confident? Because you you rarely get a two-start where both starts are amazing. Yes. And home to KC is very good at Houston right now is palatable because of the bottom half of their lineup. And if you're not ready to start Heaney there, you're not really starting him in many situations. So I understand why you're why you're passing here. Yeah. Um, and then what about Patrick Cor... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not <laughs> even going to say it. Oh, man. No. No. Stop. Uh, that, yeah, so that's it for the two steps. Uh, what do you got going on this weekend? You and Jason going to be podding? 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, it's Easter. Because it's, it's Easter. Easter. So we yeah. may not be able to. Uh, we talked about potentially trying to either do it Monday uh, night or uh, or Saturday. But I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to be able to. So um, I do want to say, I kind of went back and forth on whether or not I was going to mention this. We got a review on the feed where somebody complained about us not recording enough. Um and the guy, whoever the guy was, and like he did say at the end, like he's just being selfish and he wants to hear more of us. I, this is not my full time job. He made a he made a comment about this being my full time job, and uh, unfortunately, I work a full time job on mm-hmm. top of all the industry stuff I do. If you would like to support the Patreon and make this my full time job, I'm more than happy to record daily with Paul. But unfortunately, uh, I apologize for not recording more in march because we were traveling a lot and that was the thing too it was the back-to-back travel weeks that we were we were a bit scant there but we 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 keep this pod going all off season so hopefully we give you enough off season stuff but march was a bit light i think that was fair but it is not your full-time job like you said and so that sometimes can make a difficult balance if we have the days that we have set but then we're traveling on those days there's no fill-in days so don't worry, we're going to have plenty going on here in season. I'm going to add some mid a midweek episode here soon. So then you would have our two episodes, a midweek, and then the weekend one more often than not with Jason. So but feedback taken. Like, yeah, but yeah, go, support like, Patreon. Appreciate everyone doing that. Um, we should have a project. We should have a ranking update. I'll have one soon. I usually wait a few weeks, right? I'm, even with injuries and things right now, I don't want to go in and make a million changes off of a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait at least another week to ten days, and then I will have an update on things. If you want to ask me about certain guys, has your outlook changed on so and so? Definitely hit me up there. You can ask questions in the Patreon, in the Discord, on Twitter. Hit me up there. I'm happy to answer questions, but I'm not gonna go in and make a bunch of sweeping rankings changes yet because I I can't commit to updating them daily. So I'm not gonna do a first week update if and if I'm not going to do it the next week update and every single week I, I I don't have the time to update my rankings every single week. Yeah, and I'll be doing uh some we'll start watch parties next week in the Discord. Excellent. Um and I will set up a uh, a Zoom for some point this month for people who want to come in ask questions. Uh, if you're a part of that tier, I can't remember which. Oh yeah, yeah. The, we, so we'll do a monthly Q and A. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll that. that'll happen before the end of the month. Uh, so I'll go with Paul and figure out when is a good time to do that. Even if you want to just come in and hang out, like you know, we'll yeah. Just you don't have to ask questions if you don't want. Other people so. will keep the questions flowing. But thank you all so much for supporting the Patreon mm-hmm. and listening to the pod, leaving reviews, even if they're critical. Appreciate the critical feedback. Mm-hmm. But it is worth noting that this is not Justin's full time job. He sounds like it because he does so much fantasy work. But my man also has a full time day job. So Justin, I think you got to go get to that day job. So yep. we'll talk later. Have a good one. Take it easy.